Praise God. I want to speak about a message to Scotland. I believe God is speaking to Scotland at this time. And when God speaks to a nation, he speaks to his people in that nation. And specifically, he speaks to the remnant in that nation. And if you're part of the remnant, this word is for you. Isaiah chapter 29 says, Woe to Ariel, to Ariel, the city where David dwelt. Verse 2 says, I will distress Ariel, uh, and there shall be heaviness and sorrow, and it shall be unto me as Ariel. Now listen, there's heaviness and sorrow right now in Scotland for a number of reasons. There is division in the land, political unrest, economic uncertainty. There is the coronavirus and the lockdown. Uh, there are uh, violence, uh, not just in Scotland, but it's had an effect in Scotland. We're talking about the riots and uh, the BLM and all that stuff that's going on. There's a lot of unrest. There's heaviness, there's sorrow. And it says here, this is the Lord speaking, I will camp against thee round about and will lay siege against thee with a mount and I will raise forts against thee and thou shalt be brought down and shalt speak out of the ground and thy speech shall be low out of the dust. Thy voice shall be as of one that hath a familiar spirit, uh, or we could say a demon, under uh, you know, a demon spirit, out of the ground, and thy speech shall whisper out of the dust. In other words, what God's saying is, and I believe it's a message to Scotland at this time. See, Ariel means Lion of God. Now, there are three animals that are prophetic, symbolic uh, elements or, or um, symbols, should I say, of Scotland. And of course, there's the unicorn, there's the stag, but there's the lion, the lion, which is in the lion rampant, the lion of Judah. And that old Judah emblem of the, the, ramp, the rampant lion that's on the royal flag of Scotland. And Ariel means lion of God. Okay, so God is speaking here, I believe prophetically speaking, to Scotland and saying, woe to you. You see, it's not all sweetness and light. It's not all uh, cotton candy and, and happy clappy and God loves us all and he just puts up with it. God judges among the nations. And, and Jesus is the ruler of the kings of the earth. And uh, the Lord reigns over the earth. So in other words, we have to answer to God. We have to answer to Yahweh. We have to answer to King Jesus. Psalm 2 tells us that the rulers of this world set themselves against God and against his anointed, against Yahweh and against his anointed. Against his anointed means Antichrist, Antichristos. The rulers of the earth. Now, what's going on in the earth right now? We see all the different protocols in response to the virus, but the control protocols, the devices meant to control us, are they for our safety? Well, there, there may be a measure of safety in some of it. That's debatable and disputable, depending on who you listen to. But we're not here to debate whether we should be wearing masks or, or what we should be doing in terms of social distancing. What we're here to talk about is the antichrist spirit that's in governments. And in Scotland, am I attacking 
the Scottish Parliament, the Scottish Government, the SNP, which is their only party, Nicola Sturgeon. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm telling what God's word says. And we have to understand that if we want godly government in our nation, uh, and, and you, if you want godly government in your country, you need to pray for it. You need to beseech the Lord for it. And, and I keep saying it, First Timothy chapter 2, first four verses, and he says you need to pray for all people. You need to pray for kings and those that are in authority. That we may, sorry, that we may lead a peaceable life in all godliness and in reverence and in justice. So these things are important. So I believe God has a controversy with Scotland right now. And that controversy is based on how are we living? How are we governing ourselves? How are we comporting ourselves at this time of planetary crisis? Are we turning to the Lord? Well, I believe God remnant are. We're having meetings, uh, revival meetings where we pray, we position ourselves for revival. We're going to be starting those meetings very soon. But that's what we're all about. That's what our ministry is about. That's that, you know, is there anything else more important than that? I'm hearing guys saying the same thing. God has just said, stripping it down, narrow your focus, target in on what's important right now. What's important right now is a mighty move of God, the great awakening, uh, an outpouring of Holy Ghost and fire like we've never seen. That's what we need. That's what Scotland needs. That's what Britain needs. That's what the nations lead, need. That's what the the planet needs that's what you need that's what i need god to move in mighty power stripping away all that's not of him all right so uh, he then says uh he says the thou shalt be visited verse 6 in isaiah 29 of the lord of hosts with thunder and with earthquake and great noise with storm and tempest and the flame of devouring fire that's what we're needing. Now, that doesn't sound very nice, but you know what? We need that devouring fire. We need the fire of the Holy Ghost to strip us and purge us of all that's not of him. Do you agree? Doesn't matter because that's what's needed. But I want to zero in, because we're going to go through the whole chapter, I want to zero in the last few verses because they're very prophetic. They speak about the time we live in. Look what it says, verse 18. In that day shall the deaf hear the word of the book. A lot of deaf people in Scotland. Deaf, that is, because they've closed their ears to the Lord. They've closed their ears to this book. And the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. You know, we're in obscurity, we're in darkness. Uh, Isaiah chapter 60, which you know I've been preaching about a lot, that, uh, that, that there'll be great darkness upon the people. There'll be darkness in the earth and darkness, gross darkness upon the people. That's when we arise and shine and our light has come. Arise, Scotland. Arise into the light, into the glory. Arise and receive the glory of God. Arise out of the obscurity and the darkness. God is going to send his word in a mighty thunderous roar to Scotland that will never ever go away or diminish. We're not talking about a revival that will ebb and and just, you know, peter out. We're talking about a revival that will get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger until Jesus has to come <laughs> because the magnetic pull is so strong. There's, there's two ways of looking at the, the coming of the Lord. And um, one of them is that Jesus has to come because things have got so bad. And the other is that Jesus has to come because there's so much glory that it, it pulls him down. And you say, well, how can it be both? Of course it can. Because it can be glory here, 
while it's starting us over there. That's what Isaiah 60 tells us. And you and I have a choice right now for Scotland and Britain to be the nation where glory is manifest. You and I have a choice right now to be a place where God moves in such mighty power. We become a haven nation. And I've shared that in recent times, that the five haven nations that God said to me, not saying they're the only haven nations. In fact, somebody mentioned a nation to me that could be, but those five nations, Britain, America, New Zealand, Canada and Australia. The five nations where we can see a refuge from the new world order. And here's the interesting thing. All of those nations right now are, are assailed to some degree or another with Babylonian politics, Babylonian spirits. Uh, yeah, and Because if you read the, uh, Revelation, it says that Babylon is the hold of every unclean spirit. So we see uncleanness. We see Leviathan. We see... The, the, the globalism, New World Order, all the names you want to give it, I just, I use Babylon a lot. But Babylon has fallen, has fallen. Babylon has to fall in the five haven nations, even if it doesn't fall anywhere else. I believe Babylon's going to fall all over the world, but that doesn't mean to say that every nation's a, a, a haven nation. It means that uh, whatever uh, is happening out there in the nations, you've got five haven nations. But, you know, you can pray, you can believe God, you can, you can mobilize so that your nation, if you're not in those five nations, can be a haven nation. Anyway, let's continue. It says here this, watch. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Oh, glory to God. The poor shall rejoice. How come? Because they're going to hear a message of abundance. And it's not just so they're going to get money and, and, and be rich. It's not talking just about financial wealth. You could be poor, uh, you can have plenty of money, but still be poor. Poor in health, poor in relationships, poor in peace and joy and love. But your, your poverty, whatever it is, at what level, material, spiritual, whatever, it is going to be met by this mighty move of God that's coming in the earth. Then he says here, For the terrible one is brought to naught, and the scorner is consumed, and all that watch for iniquity are cut off. Is this not prophetic? The terrible one, there are a lot of terrible uh, ones out there right now. Terrorists. Terrorist groups, terrorist thinking, anarchists. The Bible says they're going to be brought to naught. The scorner, people that scorn you. You know you have noticed being a Christian, people scorn and scoff. Especially in this day and age. Why? Because we live in that day and age. So we need God to move. Then he says, all that watch for iniquity are cut off. You ever noticed how people are just so, especially social media, people want to jump all over you and highlight and pinpoint your faults, call you all kinds of stuff, names, racist, homophobes, transphobes, every type of phobe, and, and blame you, particularly if you're a Christian or you've got a conservative mindset, small c, or right wing, or, or, or just somebody that has that, that worldview. Well, all of a sudden, all these labels are thrown at you, okay? Because people are watching for iniquity. It's not necessarily that it's real iniquity. It's just that they're looking for their fault finders. And that's what Satan is. That word, uh, Satan, the accuser of the brethren, it means to, to look for fault, to accuse, to, to find some foothold to beat you up for. Anyway, that make a man an offender for when everybody's offended. Well, I'm offended by your faith. 
I'm offended when you say Jesus is Lord. I'm offended when you say you're a Christian. I'm offended by your Bible. I'm offended by your God. I'm offended by your worldviews. I'm offended by your patriotism. I'm offended by all of that. Well, let me just say this right now. The Bible says you're going to be. <laughs> but if you're that type of person that finds fault and, oh, oh I'm offended, well, stop being, quit being offended and just get right with God. And if that offends you, doesn't matter. Okay, but we live in times where people are look, looking for every wee word that they can find offence for. And lay a snare for him that reproveth in the gate. They're trying to lay traps for us. My goodness me, is this prophetic word or what? This is God's word to us, I believe, at this time. The whole book is. And I just, I'm finding so much in this right now that speaks to this present day. Because you know why? The more time goes on, and we get closer to the end of the, the age, the more this book is applicable, the more it speaks. Things are popping out of here now that almost, you see, where they've been hidden. Now, they may have had and have had a relevance and application in previous times and generations, but this time in this generation, this book speaks more than ever. It's more relevant today than it's ever been, and it will get more relevant as time goes on. That's because this book is eternal. It's not time, uh, time bound. It's not a temporal book. Well, yeah, there are things in it, of course, that speak about history, things that happened back then. But its teaching gets more and more relevant. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's keep reading. It says here, therefore, thus saith the Lord. Oh, it says, and turn, turn aside the just for a thing of naught. In other words. People want to turn you aside and, and, and batter you for nothing. It says in Psalm 37, The wicked watcheth for the righteous that he may kill him. People are seeking out reasons to persecute you, prosecute you, vilify you, revile you, do damage to you, hurt you, kill you. Let's be real. That's what they're looking for. And we call it cancel culture. People are looking to cancel you because the spirit that's in them hates the spirit that's in you. And I'm speaking to your spirit right now if you're someone like that. And I'm saying you don't need to be a hater. God is love, the Bible says. So receive his love and be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Because the Bible says if you're like that, you're going to be cancelled by the spirit of the Lord, by the, by the fire of God, by the judgment of God. Okay, fret not thyself because of evildoers. They'll soon be cut off, the Bible says. So if you're an evildoer, you're, you're, you're walking on borrowed time. Your time is limited. You're a dead man walking. So just get right with God. There's not being judgmental. Just get right with Jesus. Receive him as Lord and Saviour and say, I'm going to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. He says when he, Therefore thus saith the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. And, you know, if you're, if you're Abraham's seed, and if you're a Christian, then you're a child of Abraham, you're not going to be ashamed. You're not going to go under. You're not going to be consumed. You're not going to be destroyed. You are not going to be cancelled. No one's cancelling you. God is vindicating you, and he's, he's cancelling the system and the opposition and the spirit behind it, that comes against you, 
We are coming out of all these problems, all these situations, all these tribulations. We're coming out of them more victorious than ever. We're going to see wealth transfer. We're going to see the forces of the nations. And that means multitudes of people coming to the Lord and coming into the kingdom and bringing their wealth with them and bringing their resources with them. In other words, God's going to raise up a mighty army of the nations that will lead the nations. And it's happening here in Scotland. Revival, awakening, outpouring. It's all coming. The Great Awakening. Keep saying it. The Great Awakening. We receive, Father, the Great Awakening. Let it manifest. Let it come. Let it be real in our midst. Let us walk in it. In our generation. Well, let's just bring this to a close. It says, When he seeth his children, the work of my hands, in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and shall fear the God of Israel. It's coming. Then it says, They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Jesus is our understanding, our wisdom. Jesus is the express image of God. He is the one who stands under all of creation. So they're coming to Jesus. They're coming to the Lord. They're coming to our Savior. People are coming. They're going to lose their stupidity. It says they erred in spirit, which means they're dumb and stupid. If you're resisting or rejecting Jesus' love for you, you're a dummy. As we would say in Scotland, you're a dumpling. Stop being, stop being dumb. Stop being stupid. Stop being a dumpling. Receive that which is offered you, the mercy and grace of God and, and a destiny. God has a destiny for you. Will you walk in it? He's your creator. Will you... Join forces with him, receive him, align yourself with him, become a new man or a new woman in him to walk in the destiny he's called you to. Or are you just going to keep doing things your way, keep being a scoffer and a scorner and, and another Scottish word, a boy? Don't be a boy. Uh, for those of you who are not Scottish, that means arrogant. Don't be conceited, don't be arrogant. Just humble yourself and say, I need this Jesus that this guy is talking about. Father, come into my heart. Be my, be my God. Let, let Jesus be my Lord and Savior. I forgive my sins. And I declare Jesus as Lord. And he is Lord, by the way. You just need to speak it with your mouth. Receive him as Lord and Savior. Walk in this. That is God's purpose for Scotland. And it's God's purpose if you're Scottish. And it's God's purpose if, God's purpose if you're in Scotland. Live here work here, whatever. Scotland is to be the chief of the nations, but it won't do it by self-determination and political aspiration. It'll only do it as Scotland humbles herself and says, we want to be what God wants us to be. We choose God's will, not man's will. You can do that as an individual. You can do it in a community. We can do it as a nation, and we must, if we want to see Scotland become the land of destiny that God has called Scotland to be. Scotland is the land of destiny, but only as we walk in God's will. Only as we follow God's purpose. Only as we align ourselves with God's intended uh, objective for the nation, which is to be the servant of God. And you know, whoever wants to be chief among you, 
must be your servant. So we'll be the chief of the nations when we say we're going to serve God and God's purpose and that alone. Friends, I need to leave it there. Uh, keep tuning in. Arise Scotland. We'll be announcing meetings, weekly meetings, where we're going to gather together to pray in position for revival. And uh, uh, every, every uh, month we'll, we'll have a, a sort of a special meeting. Keep tuning in and hear what God has for us in these momentous times we live in. The Lord bless you.